listening to The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, good evening. Um, I know, the Golden Globes are on tonight, so I'm hoping that you have your... If you want, watch, put the TV on, sure. Look at their gowns, look at how thin they are, look at how beautiful they are, but keep the radio on because it's going to be much more entertaining than, than the Manny Cam commentary. Um, I'm not sure what you got over the holidays. Maybe it was a cold, like 90% of the people that I know. I have been fighting off the sick for a couple of weeks and doing everything that I can. So it's the oil of oregano, it's the powdered vitamin C, it's... Um, Weird garlic and ginger boiled with honey, uh, it, which tastes really quite awful. So I'm doing basically just about everything I can to uh, fight off the germs. And um, hopefully you're keeping warm during the deep freeze we've been having the past few days. Today, not so bad. Wondering, because we're only not quite two weeks into January, if you are still sticking to your goals for 2015, whether you want to call them New Year's resolutions or improvements, um, inspirations perhaps. So I'm, I'm curious to know where you're getting your inspiration perhaps to look better. Are you influenced by what celebrities are using or what you're reading about them. Uh, are the diet programs that they're endorsing, are they influencing your decisions, you know, your choices to eat or exercise? Maybe you don't buy the water just because Jennifer Aniston drinks it, but I'm willing to bet that uh, what a lot of celebrities say and do does, in fact, influence your choices and perhaps more than you realize. Uh, my guest in studio wrote a new book. It's called, Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? And we will get the answer to that at some point. Um, Tim Caulfield is a professor at the University of Alberta and the uh, Canadian Research Chair in Health, Law and Policy. Is that correct? That's right. You've got like these really fancy titles about health and science. And you basically just landed. That's I just a... got off the plane. That's right. From <laughs> and you're... cold Edmonton to cold Toronto. Well, welcome. We're we're happy to have you here. So, in short, you're a health sciences expert. So, tell me a little bit about your your background. Yeah. So, for the last couple of decades, it's hard to believe I, I've been looking at all the evidence around a variety of issues, from genetics to stem cells to obesity, uh, to get a sense of how to inform policy. And uh, I've tried to bring those skills and my own interest in pop culture uh, to this topic. Because I think you're right. As you said in the intro, celebrities are everywhere. Pop culture is everywhere. And it's clearly having an impact. I think a lot of people would say that they are not influenced by celebrities. Because if you asked, if I saw you out and you said, do you do things because celebrities do them? I'd say, no, Tim, I'm smarter than that. Yeah, for sure. I heard, I've heard that for three years. Everyone, you know, they go, oh, Tim, what a great idea for a book. Uh, we love the idea, but I, I'm not influenced by celebrities. I'm but smarter. Know, I can read between yeah, the lines. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? We all are. We all are. And that's one of the fascinating, and there's research to support this too. They were unconsciously influenced by celebrities. They're just everywhere. Some people even have speculated that we're evolutionarily predisposed to be influenced by Really? Yeah. Is it because we we need someone to look up to, to aspire yeah, to in you know, some that, way? That, that's, that's part of it. So the, the theory, and it's speculation, it's hard to, right. to study this stuff, is that uh, for most of our, our existence, you, it was an advantage to be able to uh, learn from people with prestige quickly. So the good mm. hunters. So I'll look up to the good hunters, and that was an advantage. But 
now following Kim Kardashian or, or wanting to live like Gwyneth, maybe it's not as advantageous, but we're, we're left with the remnants of, of that sort of evolutionary predisposition. Um, what I liked about the book is that you take a hard look at celebrity culture and you really put yourself into it. So, And you also look at the choices um, that we make based, well, I guess our, our health care choices. So not just, like, I don't care if somebody wears shoes by Jessica Simpson. I don't care if someone wears a lipstick that, um, you know, Keira Knightley right. wears. That doesn't phase me. Um, but perhaps, but I guess when I was flipping through your book and I realized that, oh, you know what, we do base a lot of um, our healthcare decisions on what celebrities maybe have said in an interview or what they claim helped them shed 20 pounds for a movie role, you know, in a, in a magazine interview or something like that. So I found that um, quite interesting because a lot of it isn't actually good for us. You know, that's right. Almost none of it is science-based. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not, as you know from looking at the book, I love pop culture, right? Uh, it's, Some so it's, people might think you yeah. hate celebrities. No, no, I, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, I'm going to watch the Golden Globes immediately <laughs> after this show. So, yeah, no, I, I don't at all. And that's one of the reasons I wanted wanted to do it. But but you're absolutely right. You know, the, all of this, this advice kind of flows from celebrity culture. So I want to get a sense of how much of it's true, what kind of impact does it have, and, mm-hmm. how, and how much of it is true. In addition to that, it's not just health. It's how we view ourselves, the kind of things we do to stay young, and what we conceive of as the good life, what we're supposed to be doing to be happy. All of those things, all of those things are influenced by celebrity culture. So in uh, in the book, you try out, um, and we're going to get into more detail about it because you're going to stick around for a bit, but just to give listeners an overview of what you basically put yourself through to write this book, you do this, um, this cleanse that a lot of people have attributed to Gwyneth Paltrow because she has her Goop website, which is recipes and lifestyle mm-hmm. advice and I think where she famously uncoupled as well. Um, and you also signed up for uh, like a modeling um, right, yeah. class or scout. Agency. It was an agency. agency. Yeah. Uh, you also put yourself through um, a quite a expensive like beauty routine because you admit in the book that you just use like cheap uh, soap, like a bar yeah, soap yeah. and a razor. And then suddenly you're going to these high-end spas and getting these um, great skincare treatments. And you're, I Yeah, well. <laughs> Am I glowing? <laughs> you you are glowing, actually. Am I glowing? Because I use very expensive products. I, I flush a lot of my money down the drain. Um, and you talk about uh, cosmetic surgery as well in the book, which uh, we'll get to. We'll talk about uh, Pamela Anderson's breasts, because I did not realize until I read that chapter in your book how she influenced cosmetic yeah, wow. surgery. Yeah. Like, it's really quite shocking it's to incredible. me. It's incredible. And there's research out there to, to support this. Uh, <laughs> it, it is amazing. And you also tried out for American Idol. That's right. I did. I should point out, though, for our listeners that you are nowhere near American Idol age. That's right. And that became a problem <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> but you um, like, you even admitted like that you kind of got caught up in the celebrity culture a little bit when you were surrounded by all these people who were seeking fame like they just they all saw it as an opportunity like maybe they would be discovered yeah you know I was amazed and uh, you know I won't reveal too much but I, I was I was amazed that uh, I, I kind of thought that half the the idol contestants you know at that early stage would mm-hmm. be in it for a lark you know oh I'm just doing this for fun for the experience all the people I talked to and the whole reason I was there is I wanted to talk to these people yeah they all thought they were going to be famous. They were. They really thought they were going to make it, and fame was the goal. There were a couple that were in it for fun, but most were there to 
become a superstar. Did you notice a lot of talent? So, you know, it, one of the nice things in this age of so, uh, social media is you can get their name and then you can go home and find their YouTube clip, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, some were incredibly talented. Really? Yeah, really, really talented. Did they even get on air? What Not so think? much, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, how did you decide what to, to experience for this book? Well, I, I wanted to, to uh, both experience things, you know, products mm -hmm. and, and uh, uh, processes that are relevant to health and beauty. But I also, as you pointed out, as you guessed, I also kind of wanted to get into celebrity culture because right? I, I, I wanted to sort of appreciate the environment. So I went to things like uh, movie premieres and, you know, tried out for Idol. And I went to South by Southwest and tried to talk to as many musicians as I, as I could to, about their hopes and their dreams and what their life is really like. So I really tried to get involved. I got to go on H, H, uh, Clive Owen's new HBO show. Oh, cool. uh, yes, uh, uh, which was fantastic. I loved that. And so, you know, it was really all about trying to get a sense of celebrity culture and then weaving in the science and then the re research. And I, so I hope, I hope people find it a, a unique kind of a, a approach. And you really did do your research. You talked to a lot of experts in the different fields of, in terms of um, health and beauty and so on. Yeah, that's the core of the book. You know, I'm a researcher. And so I tried to look at all the literature I could. And one of the things I try to do that maybe not all researchers do is, is look at the breadth of research. I try to take a very interdisciplinary approach. And I also tried to talk to as many, as many you know, other kind of researchers to get different perspectives. So tried to weave it all together in, 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 in an interesting uh, story. Because a lot of people, when they test out uh, a product or a diet or a cleanse or whatever it is, it's just very first person. It's, well, this doesn't work because it didn't work for me. Or this did work because it worked for me. But it was great um, that you talked to so many people to either back up your claim or try to find someone right. to back up the claim of this product or uh, or health yeah 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 diet oh, look bo bogus <laughs> bogus health and beauty thing are they're built on the pillars of testimonials right mm -hmm. and anecdotal evidence right so that's what which are basically the same thing right that's that's the, so i i did want to get a breadth of perspectives for everything yeah um so after the break we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, about gwyneth and uh the cleanse that you did and talk a bit about cleanses juicing detoxes all those things that we're doing especially at this time mm -hmm. of year because we want to feel better look better look younger um so we'll get into that a little bit and then later in the show also talk about your experience with uh, all the beauty products and uh, your fun day at the spa. So my guest in studio today is Tim Caulfield. He is a health sciences expert, also the profess a professor at the University of Alberta and author of a new book called Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? Maybe he'll give us the answer later in the show. If you uh, want to catch up on previous shows, you can always download the podcast. Paychen.com is the website. More with Tim after the break. This is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Have you ever tried out a product or maybe a health fad because you heard a celebrity say it's the secret to their beauty or their glowing skin, their svelte body, their shiny hair, whatever it may be? Maybe you've picked up a magazine because it promised to tell you how Angelina Jolie or Jessica Alba got their baby body back, you know, in like, six weeks or less. Um, or maybe an interview promised to give you the secret to your celebrities uh, or your favorite celebrities' wrinkle-free skin. 
well, you're not alone. Don't feel bad about it. Where the reason why celebrities get paid millions of dollars to endorse products and why they do it so successfully, health sciences expert and uh, professor at the University of Alberta, Tim Caulfield, is here. He uh, wrote a book called Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? So basically, you, you went to find the truth about a lot of things like popular diets. So uh, cleanses, juicing, detoxes, um, so those eating programs, uh, beauty products as well, you yep. checked out, and um, basically things that we spend a lot of money on. Yeah, I mean, this is these are huge industries, absolutely massive, billions and billions of dollars. So yeah, absolutely. I tried to dig into all of those types of products and all of the, all the ones that are most closely associated with celebrity culture. And let's be honest, it's in increasingly everything, right? Every, every kind of diet. Yeah, even if you don't think that, uh, let's say, I know a lot of people are doing like the paleo diet, for example. They wouldn't say, well, I'm doing it because this actor is doing it. But that actor may have actually made it popular and made it yeah, yeah. very accessible. A, a really great example of that is, have you heard of the bulletproof diet? Is so that the where you put butter yeah, in the coffee? Yeah. I haven't a, tried it. Yeah, so it's a whole diet program, and and I'm and, and my t uh, when I talk about this, it's a great example. Of Shailene Woodley, do you know Shailene Woodley? Young she, actress, that's right? right? Okay. The Fault in Our Stars, Divergent. So she's on Jimmy Fallon talking about how she just you know she's always talking about food and stuff, and Jimmy Fallon and hers are talking about the bulletproof diet. Then you go to social media, it's exploded, right? Oh so, wow! So yeah, absolutely. Even if they don't, even if they're not endorsing the product, mm -hmm. or even if it's not theirs, they have an influence, right? And in how we think about and perceive our, our our health choices. Yeah. Well, if someone says the bulletproof diet is why I look so great, I might just be on Google in ten seconds, yeah. going, "What is the bulletproof diet?" Um, I want to remind listeners too that uh, we're giving away two copies of your book, so they should keep listening, and uh, the chance to win will come up later in the show. So. Is Gwyneth Paltrow wrong about everything? Is the title of your book? Is she? <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm actually. People think, oh, do you hate Gwyneth? On the contrary, I love her, and that's one of the reasons I wanted. To, I picked her. Mm -hmm. um, she is, you know, she's got great style. She's a beautiful woman. She's a terrific actress, uh, and she seems so sensible. She seems so. I was fascinated why she would believe all of these odd things about health. In addition to that, unlike Shailene Woodley, who we just talked about. Uh, who says things about health, it's kind of incidental. She'd be in an interview talking about the bulletproof diet. Right. Gwyneth puts herself out there. I mean, it's part of her brand as being someone who gives health and nutrition advice. That's part of her brand. So she's fair game. So give. she's this fascinating combination of full-on celebrity, full-on actress, you know, style icon, and being someone who is who views herself as as worth giving advice, you know, so it, I, she was perfect. I thought. Now, some of our listeners may not be familiar with Gwyneth as a as a brand or one associated with um, health and healthy eating. People might just know her as an actress. So, just to give listeners an overview of the things that Gwyneth sort of stands for and endorses, um, can you give us a little yeah, summary? Yeah, for sure. So she has this website called Goop. And, you know, a lot of my friends who don't know anything about Gwyneth think I'm joking when I say it's called Goop, but it's really called Goop. And it's it's a lifestyle website, basically. And she endorses products and sells products through through the website. Uh, she also has a diet book and she uh, has been very involved in different kinds of cooking programs and things like that. Uh, and uh, part one of the things that she endorses are, are cleanses and supplements and going gluten free and being organic. I mean, I could go down the list, right? And all, these are all things that she has been very, very vocal about. And so, uh, yeah, that's part of her brand, and it's it's a company. So it's not just you know 
uh, picking on uh, a celebrity who's mm-hmm. talking about diet. This is, you know, this part of her, her brand, her, her company. Yeah, it's almost like Gwyneth is saying, you know, I stand for uh, healthy living, clean eating. Um, these are the things I do eat. These are all the bad things. Um, right. And so she promotes a... Um, a cleanse, which is the clean cleanse? The clean cleanse, that's okay. right. Okay. So how do most people take part in that? Do they follow her recipes and her eating habits? So so if you believe the story as it played out in pop culture, and who knows how, <laughs> what the real backstory is, uh, she was having uh, health problems, et cetera. And so she went to one of her physicians, and you know whether he's an actual physician or friend physician or a physician advisor, uh, Dr. Younger, and, and he advised, thought that she had all of these, these problems associated with. So she, she, he put her on an elimination diet, mm-hmm. which is her cleanse. This is what leads to the clean cleanse. And so it's like no, you know, gluten-free, no milk. You know, I went on it. So. Yeah, and no coffee. That was the thing that seemed to get you the most. No coffee, And it was no it 21 alcohol. days? Is that- 21, 21 days. Yeah. Uh, and you'd have this powder that you drink. And, mm, you know, delicious. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it, was, it was really, really tough. Uh, and uh, it's all f- supposed to make you feel better. It's supposed to make you healthier. Uh, of course, you lose weight, which is really why the people do it. Uh, and uh, she... It's not her cleanse, but she is behind it 100%. So you did this 21-day cleanse, mm-hmm. and you even went to see Dr. Younger. That's right. I the went guy to behind, yeah, yeah. you know, Gwyneth's eating lifestyle and, and diet. Yeah, so she dedicates the book to, you know, among many other people, <laughs> to Dr. Younger. And uh, she wrote this book, in part, It's All Good, uh, to be able to, to make recipe, recipes that would fit with his advice. And so, yeah, I went to Hollywood. I met with him. He's a super nice guy. And his whole company's full of these high energy, great people. Like, you know, it feels like. Well, because uh, they yeah. don't need gluten. They don't have coffee. They don't have sugar. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, and he, he was he was terrific. And he, and he talked he told me what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. So then I, I implemented implemented the plan. And then I went and looked at what the science really said. And what did the science say? Uh, well, look. Uh, I can I can say this unequivocally. I can only need to uh, uh, pull punches. There's absolutely, positively no evidence that you need to detox. I mean, that's full on. I, I don't mind saying that. Yeah. Your, your kidneys do that for you. Your skin does that for you. When you go pee, you're detoxing. Right. Uh, like, there's no evidence that you need to do that. And I dug and dug and dug looking for at least a little bit of credible evidence to support this. And that's really a remarkable conclusion if you think about how massive this industry. Some people estimate a $5 billion industry. Uh, No evidence to support the idea of detoxing at all, of cleansing at all. And then we can get into all the the discussion of why it's a bad way to lose weight, why it's a bad weight loss strategy. I mean, all there's just nothing to support this this way of dealing with your health. You know, I was I had a nutritionist on the show last week, and I was saying uh, we were talking about the fact that a couple of years ago the word diet was always in our vocabulary, but it, it has it like a negative connotation now. People don't want to diet, but they're willing to detox because it sounds like you're doing something very healthy. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Is that really what she said? That, well, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. saying. I'm like, yeah. we don't say diet no. anymore. We say because I'm on Twitter a lot and everyone hashtags detox. No one hashtags diet. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right about that. One of the things I found when, when I was doing Gwyneth's cleanse is that people really thought it was a righteous activity, right? And people were like, good, you know, good for you for doing the cleanse. It's, uh, I joke in the book, it's like, you know, taking, you know, recycling or, 
are riding your bike in the winter or something. You know, good for you. It's a noble thing to do. Uh, so I think you're right. And the idea of, of dieting is, is viewed as almost politi politically incorrect now, right? Right. So, we don't want to tell people to diet. Yeah, it yeah. should be a way of life. Yeah. Well, but that <laughs> what you just said there is kind of true. And that's one of the reasons that detoxes don't work. Uh, because the only way you keep weight off is through a sustained lifestyle. That, that is, you have to find a healthy lifestyle that you can do forever. Uh, you mentioned uh, in the book you, well, you've read People magazine for a year. Yeah, you, that's right. Basically, like cover to cover. Yeah. So you know everything there is to know about celebrities. Um, and then you pulled uh, some quotes from websites and magazines. So, for example, Shape.com, it mentions that Selma Hayek credits her slim and sexy shape to the juice cleanse. Uh, Beyonce churned to the master cleanse diet to help her drop a reported 20 pounds in less than two weeks. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. That filtered down to me somehow because it's like, wow. Yeah, the master cleanse. I, a weight. lot of people have brought that up when I was telling about the cleanse. You know, oh, what about Beyonce? Because she lost this extraordinary amount of weight. Well, yeah. look, starvation will do that, right? <laughs> yeah. So. It's hard to maintain. So you lost, uh, you did lose weight in your 21 yeah. days, but uh, did you keep it off? I did not. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I, I lost nine pounds. I like to believe I'm, you know. You're a pretty lean guy already. You don't have a lot gym. to lose. So I lost nine nine pounds, uh, and it came back. And I really tried, Pay. I, I didn't like. I wasn't like. Okay, you didn't go now, like eat a burger yeah, right away. No, yeah. I really tried because you know I'm. I, since my last book, I've really been into fitness and stuff like that. So I really tried. It came back on really, really quickly. So nine pounds off, nine pounds back. But that's how these cleanses work, right? You know, you, it looks like you're succeeding. It mm -hmm. looks like you're. It's doing its magic, and it's not right. It's there's just no way you can live off of you know the Beyonce master cleanse for 20 years. You Wasn't it like it. cayenne and yeah. grapefruit juice or yeah. something? It's and... something ridiculous like yeah. that. Yeah, so you're right. Like if you if you don't eat, you will lose weight. But... Yeah, magic, right? <laughs> Who knew? And there's a magic pill <laughs> for that. Um, the other interesting thing I find, because especially when we, you know, start a new year is when a lot of people do start these new ways of eating or um, they want to be kind of like want to pull the reins in a little bit like ah, I was a bit excessive over the holidays yeah. this is time to like you know be serious about it and eat better um and people are are buying these like three-day detox books five day or you know how to detox only while you're sleeping yeah. um uh, and no one no it used to be that when people went on diets they didn't really like to tell people about it no one does a cleanse or a detox without telling you about it right away I just feel like it's is it like a bragging right? Oh, yeah, for sure it's a bragging right uh, for some of the reasons I've already said yeah. right but also because it's so it's so tough it's like mountain climbing it's yeah. like uh, running a marathon it has that kind of feel to it when you're doing one of these really tough one of these really tough cleanses right uh, and also there's so many things now that are associated with cleanse uh, cleansing because it and, and research has shown this that, that often people do these kind of things as, as a way of identifying who they are it's mm -hmm. a a form of self-identification. And that's the other role that celebrities play. So when you, you're you doing a cleanse, you're identifying with the other people that do cleanses, that right. kind of cohort of humans. So you want the universe to know, right? It's, and like, so a little, it's a, like a little support group. Um, Tim Caulfield is the author of Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? He's a University of Alberta professor, also a health sciences expert. We're going to, uh, after the break, talk a bit more about uh, the beauty industry and uh, whether or not all of these great anti-aging products that I'm buying and other people are buying might actually be working. We'll also talk about the influence of Pam Anderson's breasts. Also, your chance to win a copy of the book coming up later in the show. More with Pei Chen on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
How much do you spend on products or maybe services to make you look younger, more awake, more vibrant, glowing, whatever it might be? Professor and health sciences expert Tim Caulfield is in studio with me. He has a new book. Is Gwyneth Paltrow wrong about everything? The book is out this week, right? That's right, Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Well, congratulations. It's a great book. Oh, thank you. And you've done a lot of work (laughs) to basically back up. what you discovered in you know in terms of health and cleansing, detoxing. Uh, we were saying before the break, we're talking a bit about Gwyneth Paltrow and her clean cleanse. You mentioned that there is no scientific proof um, that supports the need to do a detox yeah, absolutely. of any sort. There's, there's no evidence to support that at all. In fact, there's no evidence to support a lot of the justifications for, for detoxing, whether it's to lose weight, it's going to come back on. To de-stress, it's actually pretty stressful. Okay, but what I see a lot is that detoxing or doing a cleanse helps my body reset. So you hear that reset language, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Again, that's not that's not true. What does that mean, Pay? I don't, I don't know. know. My kidneys take a break, <laughs> so, they go on holiday. Well, this is funny because I talked to uh, Walter Willett, who's a very well-known nutritionist from uh, Harvard. And that he said he thinks that that's one of the rationales for, for it. He thinks it's the most common one. It's this idea, we had this crappy holiday. I just want to reset. Well, why don't you just reset with a, a healthy uh, lifestyle, with lots mm-hmm. of fruits and vegetables, eat an appropriate amount of calories, some whole grains, you know, lean protein, just... Reset with what you're supposed to be eating and and go for it. Right. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Um, You also tested out a lot of the claims made by the beauty industry. So uh, in your book, I found this really astonishing that uh, the anti-aging industry could be worth about $300 billion dollars. Yeah, and and growing. So, uh, you know, it it depends how you slice and dice the industry. But suffice to say, it is a massive and growing industry. And things like stem cell research is starting to fold into that. Genetics are starting to fold into. It's a huge industry, particularly since, you know, the population is is aging. So uh, it, it actually one of the most surprising things that I found research researching this book is, you know, given that number, given mm-hmm. how much money is being invested. $300 yeah. billion. Dollars. How little good research there is. Oh, boy. It was, it was astounding to me. And, and, you know, one of my goals when I do this work is to try to dig up the data, the research, anywhere I can find it. And it was incredible how difficult it was to find good independent research on any of this anti-aging stuff. But I always thought that some of these very expensive... Okay, this is what I will admit Uh, to you. (laughs) I have a six-step cleansing routine. Every in night, the like when I in the morning and at night, between my uh, cleanser, my exfoliator. toner, my Clarisonic exfoliator, my serum, my eye cream, and my moisturizer. It used to be seven, but I got it down to six. So, um, some of these products I don't spend a lot of money on, like the cleanser. But where I do spend money on is anything that I think is going to absorb into my skin and is going to, um, let's see. Uh, reset my pH levels of my skin, plump up um, the cells, and fight aging. So, so do you am really, I right? Do you really think it works? Like I, like, I kind of do, do, you, do. Some of it, I think it works. Yeah. So you know, one thing <laughs> I'm fascinated by is I, how I, these, I, yes. these incredibly intelligent individuals, such as yourself, you probably know where this is going. <laughs> I do, and I'm so they, sad. They they still. In their heart of hearts, they, I think they know it either doesn't work or maybe just works a tiny bit, but they still buy it. There's actually research that backs that up, that that most women who buy these products 
are skeptical, mm-hmm. but they buy it anyway. And and I think because there's, there's a chance. If I don't buy exactly. it, then there's no chance of it of me fighting off uh, wrinkles or sunspots. If I buy it, it's like the lottery. If I buy it, there's a chance. Well, I I, I think you're exactly right. Look, even if there's a little chance, I I'm I'm all in, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And also, there's this huge cultural pressure to look young, to stay young, which is part of the problem. And and it's almost like our obligation, women for sure, and increasingly men, to look young, to be to to have that appearance. So you you put those two together, and the industry just explodes. So you actually uh, went to like a dermatologist or like a skin yeah. care clinic, and you had your skin assessed. Yes, yeah, so and I then had... you had all these products. Uh, recommended to you. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I did a bunch of stuff and I talked to a, a, a bunch of experts, but I, I, you're right. I have a, a good friend actually that, uh, that is a dermatologist in Calgary. So I told him about it and, you know, he's, he's affiliated with the University of Calgary and he set me up, right? And then he, he introduced me to an individual that runs one of these science uh, skin clinics that I'm sure your listeners see around. You know, yeah. They look really fancy. They look really that's fun. where I bought my very expensive serum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's where I went. Did you get your your skin assessed? I've had my skin assessed. Yeah. So yep, you've done the machine. Have you done the machine that I did? You know, was it I don't a... know if it was the same one. I've had where they put like a little like um like a wand on my face and they're like, oh, this is where you're dry. This is where your pores are large. This is where you have uh, like rosacea. But if you use this product, which we right. recommend at our medical spa, it will help. And I'm like, well, this is an expert. So why wouldn't I well, buy this? Well, the expert trying to sell you something. Yeah, I know. I'm a sucker. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had this fancy machine that actually, you know, has a, you know, a little bit of science assess my skin. And then, so I did, then I took all the products that sound like very similar to what you, mm-hmm. what you use. And I, and, and note before this, I used absolutely nothing at any point in my life. I've never used moisturizer. I've only used cheap sh- soap. I don't even use sh- shaving cream. I, you know, I just, Ouch. I am like, <laughs> so I did nothing. So I was a perfect test and then I did it for almost a year. And then wow. I got reassessed, yeah. And then you got reassessed and and were you Should was we your skin reveal? like ten years <laughs> younger? Well, you look very young to me, so and I happen to know your real age. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, let's just say the results were were um, shocking. Okay. And not uh, not what the indus- beauty industry would like to uh, <laughs> to. It doesn't point in the direction. You didn't throw away your bar of soap. I did. Yeah, I did not throw away my bar of soap. That's right. Um, also in the book, you do you have a chapter about Pamela Anderson's breasts, and I've always known that yeah, she has you know breast implants, but I never thought of her as being um, sort of a pioneer in anything, but what did you discover? Yeah, so she's a fascinating character, and I really, I'm a fan of Pamela Anderson. I, I find her this, you know, really unique icon, and she's a Canadian, and I kind of like her self-deprecating, almost ironic uh, spin that she, you know, uh, for her image. So she's kind of likable, right? So I was really keen to get her involved uh, in the book, and so I had these sort of initial emails with her, and I thought, she, I thought I was hoping it would kind of unfold and we could do more in-depth stuff, but she wasn't keen on my... On, on some of my questions, as you'll see in, in the book. But, but in, my, in researching it, there's actually studies that show the tremendous impact that she has had on, on the breast implant industry, on the augmentation industry. That's pretty amazing. It is amazing. And, and you think about these are people who are making decisions about, you know, cutting into their skin and, and doing something relatively permanent. So, uh, and, and you can map the impact that celebrities have on, the, on that, you know, cosmetic surgery industry. There's a lot of studies on it. 
you know, Kate Middleton's nose. She's got a great nose. She does have a great nose. I mean, you know, no denying <laughs> that. Uh, and Michelle Obama's arms, Jennifer Anderson's arms. That's, you know, so well, people want these things. You know, it was interesting. It, in your book, you say that the arm lift is one of the fastest growing forms of plastic surgery. And I was not totally shocked by that, but I always figured that people really, if they had to choose one thing, um, to like cosmetically enhance, it would probably be something on their face or it was their breasts for most women or something yeah, yeah. like liposuction. Um, so the arm lift wouldn't be high on my list of priorities, but uh, so the arm lift is basically to make your arms look thinner. Yeah, make makes your arms look thinner, more toned, mm -hmm. right? And uh, yeah, the arm is hot now. I mean, they have there's there's boot camps where you can get bridal arms. You know, what, is a, a, what does a bridal arm look so like? So you're you're, you're getting married in in a couple of weeks and you want to have slim arms for for your your wedding uh, you can this allegedly uh this program will give you the slim arms. And that is a complete myth. It's one of the great wow. fitness myths. It's very, you cannot spot reduce, right? You can't spot reduce. You can't just work on your arms. You can't just, yeah, doing yeah. a bunch of push-ups and magic things is not going to give you Michelle Obama's arms. Sorry. That's, wow. You just saved, you just saved me a lot of money at boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, well, there's a whole bunch of other reasons to get exercise <laughs> and get fit and go to that boot camp. It's just not going to give you Jennifer Aniston's arms. Um, how would you summarize what you learned uh, through your sort of celebrity-influenced experiments? Well, the whole book, I hope, it's a, it's a, an excuse to do a bunch of things. First of all, to talk about the important role that cele celebrity has in our lives, whether it's in health, whether it's in beauty, whether it's in how we think of, of the good life. Uh, but it's also an excuse to talk about the things that we should be doing, what the evidence says, you know, mm -hmm. about living a healthy, a healthy lifestyle. Uh, I, I hope that it helps people put celebrity where it should be. First of all, to recognize the influence it has on our lives. And maybe just doing that will help. It'll be liberating, I hope. <laughs> Let people relax a little bit. Uh, and uh, put celebrity where it should be, which is a, a tremendously fun part of our lives. It's about entertainment. It's about art, right? And that's where it belongs. It does not belong to be, uh, as a source of scientific information for how we should live our lives. As the reason that we do our cleanses and right. you know all of that. Uh, so is there something you would want to try next that was sort of celebrity influenced? Oh. Are you putting yourself you know, to the test on anything? No, I'm not doing anything uh, in the near future. <laughs> I have thought about about doing another kind of, of cleanse, right? You know, oh, what though, would that be? Uh, well, uh, you know, I was thinking of doing one of the harder core ones, but I, you know what? I've, I've changed my mind. I just don't <laughs> think I could do it. The Gwyneth cleanse, I was going to do a bunch. I'll put it this way. Okay. I was going to do a bunch. And the Gwyneth experience was so tough. I'm not, a, I'm not as tough as Gwyneth Paltrow. I think I've learned that also because she does these things frequently. But I would, uh, I, I thought about doing a bunch of them and I just gave up. Um, we were mentioning in the break too that Gwyneth, I didn't know this, but Gwyneth is now on her cleanse. Yeah, that's right. Go Gwyneth. Yeah, so right, she does her, if you believe her blogs and her posts, every January she does her reset cleanse. Mm -hmm. So she's... As we speak, she's in the middle of her cleanse. So she's getting rid of She toxins? might even be getting a, colon a colonic right now. Who knows? <laughs> what yeah, time you is talk it about that in your book as well. Yeah. Colon you talk about a lot of things in your book that are quite fascinating and um, things that we sort of buy into and hope will maybe get us a bit closer to that good life, <laughs> looking a little yeah. bit better. Um, thank you so much, Tim. I really appreciate your time. Uh, after the break, I'm going to give you a chance to win a copy of Tim's book. It's called Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? Uh, Tim Caulfield is the author. Congratulations. The book is out on Tuesday. Uh, health sciences expert as well. And people can find you on Twitter as well. That's right. Yep. Yeah. At Caulfield at Tim. Caulfield Tim. Yep. Right. Okay. Someone else has the other handle. I discovered it, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
This is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Paychen.com is the website if you want to catch up on uh, the podcast. Maybe you missed a show and you'd like to have something to listen to during your commute. Uh, Before the break, I mentioned that I will be giving away two copies of Tim's book. It's called Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? Uh, The book is out on Tuesday, but I am giving away two copies to... The uh, third and fourth caller, 416-872-1010 or star 8255 on your cell phone. Uh, If you can correctly tell Elliot, my technical producer, what university Tim teaches at. 416-872-1010 or star 8255 on your cell and you could win uh, one of two copies that we're giving away of uh, Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? And Vinny White joins me in studio right now. Good evening, sir. On earth are you calling me sir for? I don't know. It just came out. Now I want to take it back. Yeah, that's... What's coming up on your show? Most respect you've ever paid me. It pretty much is, I know. Earlier on, I touched Pay, and she said, Oh, you're touching me. This is awkward. Remember that? It was awkward because you grabbed my arm. And I don't think... Don't make me sound like Gameshi. I just... (laughs) It was <laughs> you you grabbed my arm, not forcefully, but I was standing next to you and you grabbed my arm and I said, this is awkward because you're touching me. Yeah. Because we have no reason to have to touch. Well, you say that. I gave Kim a hug earlier, our news producer. I gave uh, Amanda a hug and I didn't you even go for that. You gave them hugs? Felt huggy today. I feel a bit close to people, you know, and I just thought we could finally bond after all these years of sexual tension. I think you need to. I don't think you have to hug them. They'll never come back in anymore. No, they did. They seem quite disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in answer to your question, what's coming up on my show? Uh, we're going to talk about the arse hats this week in France. We're going to talk about Tory's new no messing around with ticket and towing. Mm-hmm. And I got chatted up this week, so I'm going to talk about that. What does that mean? What do you mean you got chatted Actually, up? Actually, you know, I wrote like here, you were... I wrote down I got chatted up this week as something I want to talk about. But it's suddenly occurred to me, you probably don't say that in this country, do you? I if, don't know what... If someone attempts to woo you in a bar, what do you okay, say? Okay, that's what I, I thought that's perhaps what you meant. Oh, you're, but I just, wasn't the, sure. you're just astonished that that actually happened. Yeah, to a me. little bit. Right. Um, <laughs> okay, so someone someone was talking to you. Yeah. It's, do you use that expression? I got chatted up. Um, I don't use that expression. The Canadians use it? it? I don't think it's a common expression, but when you said it, I wasn't clear on if that's what it meant or if you meant something else that I didn't understand. A woman this week attempted to woo me by talking to me at a bar. This Mm -hmm. doesn't happen often to me. No, I know. As you can see from Mm -hmm. my face. And um, Was she inebriated? You didn't have to say I know that quickly. You could have gone, probably happens occasionally. No, just no. Um, she was no. That's the thing. Pam. She was that's, sober. That's what I want to talk no. about. She was a non-drinker. That's not true. She had a glass of water. Well, it's vodka. No. Okay. Sorry. Are you again? You're saying that you have to be hammered to be interested. No, in me. I'm not. I didn't say that at all. I'll have you know that some of the older ladies that listen to my show. I bet they are very interested in you, Elizabeth, seventy-six. <laughs> they think on the bee's knees. She once said to me, "Do you know you really helped me fall asleep." Which, of course, as a radio host, is exactly what you want to hear. Which is kind of saying, you're the cure for insomnia. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I've always wanted to be uh, that. Listen to you drivel on about nothing in particular on what's supposed to be a news talk station as I slowly bang out Zeds. <laughs> That's what I got from that. Um, Something happened to me yesterday that I know you'll be angry 
at me for. I went and had brunch with a friend of mine. Mm. We had terrible service. Oh. Okay, I was not happy. Are you allowed to say where you were? Um, Well, yeah, I was at a place called uh, Easy, and it was on College Street, and our service wasn't great. Company, Mm. I was catching up with an old friend that I used to work with. Uh, I got there about 10 minutes early, so I sat down, and I said, you know, table for two, and they said, sit anywhere you like, and there weren't very many people in there yet, Um, and I sat, and I they dropped off the menus, and um, then there were three people working, and they were standing behind the bar, and they were just catching up with each other Mm. and uh, on their iPhones. And so then I look, and it had been seven minutes since I had been there, and I thought, no water or no offer of, a, can I get you something to drink? Can I get you a coffee? Mm. Like, so then I go up to the bar, and I said, hi, could I get a coffee and some water? And it's um, like a lot of diner-type places, you know, bottomless coffee. We had to wait until the end of our meal when she came around to ask for a refill. So no one actually came around with more coffee. And I said to my friend, I'm like, this is not very good service. And he's like, oh, no, it's okay. He was kind of used to it, I guess, because it's near where he lives. Mm. Um, And then when it came time to pay the bill, it was my friend's birthday. And I said, no, 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 it's my treat. But it was awkward because I still left an absolutely decent tip because it felt awkward when you're punching in um, the, the you know total on the credit card machine mm. and the, she's standing right there. And I thought I was mad at myself afterwards because I thought, you know what? I did not have good service. They were friendly people, but the service was not good. Yeah, most people and listening I are still quite mad with you now because a tip. Uh, you didn't have to do that. I mean, you. Yeah. They were not, like she was. They were nice. The other guy there was yeah, kind of most, friendly. Most but people are nice. That's not good enough. Is I it? know. Then I felt bad because have they, if they had been jerks, let's say they'd been rude or um, very dismissive, then maybe I would have felt a bit slighted and thought, you know what, screw you. I'm yeah. Not good. But they were nice. They just were wanting to be on their phones instead. I went out with a girl who we went to a restaurant in Montreal, and um, she got instant food poisoning. Ran, ran to the <gasps> what? To- ran to the toilet. Threw up. Um, and then the, you might be aware of this. If I, I think it's reasonable to make this statement, the the customer service in Quebec is very different to Ontario, and uh, so the service was pretty bad. And then when we, I said, "Can you go and check on my girlfriend? She's in the bathroom." To the waitress, she said, "I just want to let you know now that if she's sick, it's not our fault." <gasps> Really? Yeah. Wow. And I remember thinking, yeah, <clears throat> can you just bugger off and do what I said rather than get in a, what might be a legal conversation at this point? Let's see if she's all right and then we'll have a little chat about the bill. And my girlfriend paid the full tip and we had a massive argument afterwards. You are old. Oh, because it did. really annoyed me. And she was like, I was too sick to think about it. Oh, so I dumped her ass. <laughs> And started dating someone cheaper and less generous. Yeah. That's well, right. That's a, that's I don't I, want nice people. <laughs> I want people that are disturbed. I don't want to date someone who's forgiving and kind. I know. I was um, I was annoyed with myself afterwards. But then I also thought, had I not left a tip, I would have felt guilty. Because they were nice. I think you... Well, let, let's rerun the situation. Um, here you are. Here's your bill. Um, how was everything? Okay. It was okay. Thanks. Okay. So you failed already. It wasn't okay. And you just said it was okay. You what can't even do this as a role play. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, you're so Canadian. I can't actually say what I, I feel. I could not say it was not very good. Well, yes. Why, what on earth are you talking about? Of course you could. You could say. It would have to be what, right, really horrible. Let's role for me play. You ready? That. You be the waitress. Give me my bill. 
Um, here you go. Uh, don't, you know, just settle up when you're done. No hurry. Will How do, would... yeah. Just wanted to say, actually, just for your own benefit, um, the food was actually very good. Wasn't overly happy about um, waiting a long time for coffee, but I have to say, when I walked in and I waited seven minutes and I didn't get any water or coffee and you're all on your iPhones, I was really upset about it. So I'm going to give you a tip now, but it might not be as big as it could be. All right, love? You would never say that to someone. Actually, I would. You would? I would say that, yeah. No. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm the guy in restaurants. You you are saying it in our role-playing scenario right now, mm -hmm. but in real life, you would do that? I'd probably pepper it up with a bit of English charm, you know, oh, say something about how beautiful she was and say... <laughs> oh, it, I know. that's even more disgusting. I, oh, I know. Listen, I have... That's like a passive-aggressive thing. Like, <laughs> you Your are service is beautiful. Terrible, but what a set of lips you've got. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no. But you should not be a server. Arguably, it does make me sound a bit weak and lacking in integrity, but I feel like you should always giveth with one and taketh with the other. But you should set people straight, shouldn't you? I, I You know what? I guess it's I, it needs to be really, really, really bad for me to say or do something. And when it was just sort of like, oh, okay, it was kind of bad. All right, I'll just sulk out the door with my tail between my legs. Yeah. That sort of thing. If you're listening in Africa, by the way, yep, this is what we talk about. <laughs> this is the problems that we have in North America. These are these are <laughs> the big issues. Yeah, big issues. First world problems like not getting coffee and water for seven minutes. It was ridiculous. It's despicable. Well, there you go. Um, I found the story that I liked in um, Seattle. Do you compost? I guess before I start this, do you compost? No. Um, well, no, I will admit that I live in a building that does not compost, and I hate that because a lot of buildings now do, and I wish they did. Mm. Um, but in Seattle, starting as of January 1st of this year, they're making it illegal for people to throw food and food waste into the garbage. Oh. So it's not just up to you if you want to compost. No. It's no, you should not be throwing your leftover pizza and the pizza box into your garbage, mm. it is, you will be fined if you do because you should be separating it and putting it into the compost. So they're doing this because apparently their composting goals are nowhere close to being met. Mm. So they are implementing this uh, law where people have to separate food and food waste from the regular garbage or they get a fine and, um, or, well, which is like $50 at first, but then it, can Quite a lot for just a stray tea bag, which essentially you could get fined for just one tea yeah, bag. Yeah, I guess. You? So right now they're not; uh, they are not going to find people just yet. It's sort of in that like education yeah. phase. But uh, starting in the summer, then uh, that's when they're going to start enforcing this law. I thought it was great because I think you have to sometimes make things illegal, like pulling over on the street during uh, rush hour traffic. Mm. You're going to get your car towed. Great, you I love, love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that on my show. I actually I love it as well. Bet you are. Oh, I've got words, baby, and I'm going to use them. Uh, Paychen.com is the website to go if you want to catch a podcast of the show. Vinny White, of course, is on right after me at 9 p.m. A woman chats him up. Let's find out what that means. It's coming up right now. Have how a great did, night, everyone. Can I just ask quickly, how did your show go? Happy with it? I'm happy with it. Yeah. Thank you. I liked it. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Thank you. She's so kind of wonderful.